2: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice.
0: Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: We must have a reckoning. There must be some form of justice for what was done to this country. We must have trials. That is coming up tonight on I'm right. Welcome to I'm Right. It is time for some COVID communism. Let's have a talk. It's you and me talking here. I want you to imagine something. All right. I want you to imagine we live in a village. You, me, hundred people. We have, we have our own village somewhere. And I, I'm the chief. I'm the head guy in charge of the village. But look, I'm elected. People elect me to be chief, but once I'm there, I have tremendous powers to make people do things, prevent people from doing things. I'm the chief. And I want you to imagine I decide one day that no one in this village is allowed to use their right hand for anything. It must just hang by your side, tie it to your leg. I don't care. No using your right hand, only left hand. And then I watch as chief of the village, as the suffering begins. I watch as people can't properly tend the animals and the animals die. I watch as people can't clean themselves properly. They can't plant gardens. They can't pick the gardens. Slowly the food supply starts to dwindle. People begin to starve. Some starve to death. I watch as houses begin to fall into disrepair. I mean, you can only use one hand. Things are tough out there. I just sit back and watch while doctors, the doctor of the village, he's not allowed to properly care for patients. He's only got one hand, sorry, can't do that surgery. Looks like you're dead now. I just sit back and watch all of these things and I don't move. Doesn't move me at all. Even have a couple kids commit suicide. What could possibly be worse than that? Doesn't move me at all. I just sit and I watch. And then it's election season in the village. And I go ahead and do a little survey and I say, hey, how's everyone liking the no right hand thing, huh? And I find out they hate it. And I said, oh, well, okay, (laughs) never mind. Let's get rid of that. Am I a monster? I sat and watched the kids kill themselves, watched people starve to death, lose their homes. Didn't move me at all. It took a bad pull in the village to get me to change a policy that was devastating people. Well, of course I'm a monster. Well, that's happening right now in the United States of America. I want you to understand that. I'm not going to let this go. I'm not gonna shrug it off. I'm not gonna be above the discourse. I'm not gonna end the divisiveness. Why? Because we must have a reckoning. There must be justice for the people who were wronged by the system in this country, by the medical system, by the government, by the CDC, FDA. I don't care. I want trials in the United States of America. There must be trials, public trials, public sentences. There must be. I watched this witch on CNN. No, here she is.
1: There was a, and is, a time and place for pandemic restrictions, but when they were put in, it was always with the understanding that they would be removed as soon as we can. And in this case, circumstances have changed. Case counts are declining. Also, the science has changed. The,
3: the science has changed? What science changed, Dr. Witch? What was the science? Let's, let's all just be honest here. Dr. Witch is only one of many. I've seen Ted Lou. I've seen state after state after state. In the course of about 24 hours, all these lockdown states have just decided on a whim, the science changed, get rid of the masks, no more restrictions, oh, are you crazy? It was only about a month and a half ago, Dr. Witch was on television saying you should have to show your papers before you're allowed to travel from state to state. Yes, that woman there. She wanted you to get stopped by federal agents at the state border and have to show your permit to travel, like this is the Soviet Union. That's what Dr. Witch wanted yesterday. Today? (laughs) Well, hey, let's get rid of the mask mandates. I'll tell you what science changed. The poll numbers changed. Joe Biden has a 54.4% disapproval rating. Just in case you don't follow these things, that's staggering. That is an election... Decimation coming for them at the midterms. None of the science changed, you see. They just want to stay elected. But you understand how monstrous that is. Because we could throw our hands up and say, ah, oh, it's politicians. I want you to understand something. Teen girl suicides. And let's just pause here. I understand the chances. The people watching me right now have gone through something like this in their family, and so I know I'm not the sensitive type. I do wanna make sure I am being sensitive to this. Suicide is just an awful thing. A child committing suicide? I have two boys, they're 11 and 13. I don't dwell on it, but I think about these things when I look at them. What, What would that be like for a parent? You know what teenage girl suicides did during the COVID restrictions? They went up 50%. A 50% increase in teenage girls' suicides. 31% increase in mental health emergency room visits for teenagers. So again, back to the system, the doctors, Doctor Witch, The government, Joe Biden, FDA, CDC, they sat back and for two years they watched teenage girls kill themselves. Didn't make a dent. They didn't even waver that much. But oh, some bad poll numbers. Hey, let's get rid of these mandates. Are you aware now, I hope you are, that evil people run this country? Not misguided, not a little off, We now have a country ruled and run by evil people. These people you see in this video, all of them, these are evil people.
4: What are your thoughts on children, first of all, needing to wear masks at school, and what do you think about the
5: possibility we're gonna be able to lift
2: Well, certainly, there will come a time, hopefully, rather later, when we will be able to lift the mask mandate In general, including to schools, but we're not there yet.
6: Anticipating that day will come, that we're developing the guidance in consultation with all the people i just mentioned all those organizations and it's not going to be ready yet
1: because we're going to fine tune it every single day cdc has not amended our guidance right now we continue to recommend masking in schools for everyone good
2: back on the mask mandate question in new jersey and other states the cdc is still recommending universal masking in schools that's
1: correct and that still remains our recommendation
3: are you angry yet i hope you are are you aware That these people will without hesitation watch you and your children die and it wouldn't make a dent in them only the thought of losing their seats in office makes a dent for them at all monsters sociopaths psychopaths these are the people who run the united states of america now And look let's move on beyond the mental health problems the suicides let's talk about you your job America's jobs, America's businesses, America's small businesses, countless businesses. I, I don't even have to ask the question, do you know any that went under? I know you do, because everyone knows them, because they're everywhere. Long time family businesses, small businesses, small hardware store, small diner, small this, small that, gone. I had my business for 20, 30 years, Jesse, and I lost it. I get these emails every single day. And the people who were doing that on purpose, didn't lose a second of sleep over it. Nothing, nothing caused any stirring in them at all until they got, oh, some bad, bad poll numbers. Oh, no. And they don't even have, I don't know, the morality. I I don't don't know what word to use. They don't even have it in them to reach out to those businesses, to, to have a sympathetic word about, hey, I'm sorry you lost it all. Shoot, they're up there bragging about how great the economy is my first full year as president, the economy created
6: 6.6 million new jobs. 6.6 million. That's never happened before in American history. And that includes 375,000 manufacturing jobs. 2021 saw the highest increase in U.S. manufacturing jobs in nearly
3: 30 years. Things are great, didn't you hear? Things are wonderful. I know, it's more than just the businesses. I want you to remember that the national debt was $23 trillion when COVID hit. That's already a staggering number, staggering. The national debt still, now it stands at $30 trillion, 80% of the money currently in circulation was printed in the last two years alone. You think it's bad now? We haven't even gotten to the financial crisis part of this pandemic yet. Oh, that's still a coming. The printing machines have stopped and now you get to face either hyperinflation and or skyrocketing interest rates. These things were done. People knew this would be the result and don't tell me they didn't because I'm an idiot and I knew and they didn't move. Not even that much. It didn't jar them at all. There must be consequences. There must be a reckoning. There must be a reckoning for a system that looked out and saw Donald Trump was president. The Republicans have some control. Ooh, COVID, that's exciting. We can destroy the country and Donald Trump will get blamed and then we'll win the election. Look, you could be the biggest Trump hater in the world. I don't care, but that's sick. These people have some kind of sickness. All of them do. They did this to us. They did this to us on purpose, and you know it's on purpose now because they're all turning around and changing their tune in the course of 24 hours. Ah, you know, we're done with it. This can't last forever. Here's Chicago all Mayor. Frank Lord, like- can say, um,
5: in Chicago, um, there was a, a correlation that we believe between remote learning and, um, and the rise in carjacking.
3: Just just some violent carjackings out there. Maybe pop someone in the head while you're stealing their Subaru. No big deal. Hey, we got elections to win. That's how the people in this country think. And let's not let's not forget this: substance abuse. As I told you on this channel, day one, when they announced lockdowns, I came on here and said, is anyone considering The people out there who struggle with drug and alcohol abuse and you just told them, go home, don't go to your job, go home, sit in your house, stare at the television set, order takeout. Has anyone considered what's going to happen when the rehab centers close? Did anyone bother to consider that? Don't tell me they didn't because, again, I'm an idiot and I considered it. What were the results? Drug overdose deaths topped 100,000. For the first time in 2021, that's a 28% increase over the previous year. 28% increase. And when you ask people, because I put this out on social media earlier today, when you ask people to tell their story, what happened, tell me something that happened to you during the restrictions, during the COVID restrictions that were awful, you actually get people like this loser, some screenwriter named Ben David Grabinski. He didn't see what the big deal was. Why are people so mad? (laughs) Ha ha ha! I got to eat. I, I never missed a paycheck. I was sitting on my fat butt in Hollywood ordering DoorDash. Life was good, baby. Why are you guys so mad? In the meantime, if you want to go scroll through it, you'll see an entire thread of, I couldn't say goodbye to my mom. She died alone. My wife lost a baby. The nurses and doctors maybe go sit in the car or in the parking lot while my baby died. Oh, there's a lot of it. I, I I wouldn't actually recommend you go read through that thread unless you have a strong stomach. Even now, the people who didn't have to go through it, the ones who made a living on their laptop, working out of their apartment, may never missed a paycheck. Even now, what's the big deal? Some COVID restrictions. Just wear a mask. Good times for them. So back to what I was saying in the beginning. We must have a reckoning. And you can call it vengeance, that's fine. I'm not going to lie to you, I do want vengeance, there's no question about that. But for the good of the country, for the sake of Western society, we must have people put on trial. People must go to prison for this, they must. People have to lose their livelihoods, they have to lose everything because they took everything away from others. The systems, whatever they may be, governments, doctors, I don't care. Other people in government, other doctors, other people in media, they must watch their colleagues lose everything over lies so they don't tell those same lies again another time. There must be a reckoning. It must happen, it must be severe, and it must be public. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. We have a business owner who stood up to those restrictions coming up next and looking forward to that. Now, another thing, sadly, that took off during the pandemic was cybercrime. Everybody home. Everyone home, on their computer, on their phone, everyone home, every single person, okay? Home title theft went through the roof too. And I know you know about it, I've told you about it a million times, your home title's online, these cyber thieves, they hack into them, they forge your signature on it, they take off with the money, and you get evicted from your home. Or you gotta pay tens of thousands of dollars in legal fees to to unwind the stupid thing. Go get home title lock right now, so it doesn't happen to you. Go to
2: HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be back.
6: Speak your peace and don't worry about it. We are and we're only here for
2: everybody's safety today. We plan for the worst, hope for the best, and it seems like that's what
0: we have
1: out here today. Yeah!
4: Normally, you are all in violation of the executive orders.
0: What do you Executive orders, Nothing. Have a good day. Everybody be Thank you. Thank
3: you. Yeah! <laughs> Joining me now is Ian Smith, and Ian is one of the people. We're going to start doing these things where we profile people who actually showed courage, what courage actually looks like. I mean, the truth is, you write me emails and call my show and things like that, and you say, oh, thanks for standing up for us. I get paid to do this. I love doing this. The first lets me say whatever I want. Ian owned a gym. They tried to shut him down, did shut him down. He stood up to the government. That's actually what guts look like. Ian, first of all, why not just close up the gym and go home and watch Netflix?
4: Well, you know, my business partner Frank and I, we had just recently bought the gym we we bought a gym that needed a lot of love and over the course of nine months we turned a gym around that was doing about 100 people a day to one that was doing upwards of 300 and um you know nine months into it somebody told us to close our doors and you know we put everything that we had into our business and um when somebody came along and told us that we did um because we didn't know enough but we wanted to learn everything possible about Uh, what was going on both with the science behind COVID-19 and also the politics that surrounded it. And very quickly, those things did not add up. And that led to our ultimate choice to reopen two months after the lockdowns.
3: Okay, explain what you mean by, you looked into the science and politics and it didn't add up. What didn't add up? What are you talking about?
4: Well, you know, they originally asked us for 14 days to slow the spread. Um, And on day 11 of that 14 days, at least here in new jersey was when they passed the single biggest economic stimulus bill that this country has ever seen to the tune of 2.6 trillion dollars i believe it was um you know frank and i looked at what was in that bill and it was pretty alarming you know there was an incentive uh, an incentive system for states to come up with positive tests they were being um paid out by the federal government per positive pcr test uh that sort of explained that whole craze to test asymptomatic people uh, and, and the the main big flag was, why were they dishing out or rolling out this this program where they were going to give people an extra $600 a week for unemployment for 16 weeks when we were supposed to be coming out of the 14-day slowed slow the spread in three days at the time of that bill? Um, and enough things just didn't add up. You know, we, we looked at the science that was not being played by the mainstream media. Um, we looked at PubMed.gov. We looked at independent studies. We looked at uh, case studies from around the world. And we decided that we were gonna put together a comprehensive safety protocol program that went so far above and beyond what quote unquote essential businesses or the government or medical facilities had to do that it would be laughable to come and try and shut us down. And we did so and we put that out publicly because our efforts uh, were to help all businesses and all schools and all churches and all non-essential facilities open up safely and respect um, the, the concept of public health during a a health emergency, but also not have all of these unintended um, collateral damaging effects that we've seen uh, and we're still seeing to this day.
3: Okay, so that sounds awesome. I mean, even though you're not essential, that word still grinds to me. Even though you're not essential, that sounds awesome. I'm glad you did that. Uh, What were the results? Did the government say, hey, good work, Ian, proud of you. In fact, we're going to follow your lead? Well, that is what we had hoped
4: was gonna happen and that's why we were so public with the reopening. Um, however, that never did happen, it, 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 it wasn't going to happen. These people never had the intention to uh, serve the public interests. You know, this was, whether it was planned uh, or realized along the way, the COVID-19 uh, public health crisis has been hijacked uh, by, at the very, very least, some, ex- some extremely selfish people uh, who are looking to profit and um, at the very worst, some downright evil people. And, uh, you know, we saw that very early. And that's that's what we decided uh, was going to be the reason that we were going to stay open, because these people weren't willing to talk. We opened our doors. Everybody knew about it. We let the town know. Uh, we sure let the governor know by going on Tucker Carlson the week before. And nobody ever contacted us to say, hey... Just put the brakes on it for a second. We're going to come down to your facility. We're going to take a look at this safety protocol that you put in place. And we're going to talk about how to reopen the state uh, and reopen the country. All they did from day one was start to punish us. Um, On day one, we got some municipal citations, and it escalated from there. Day two, our customers started getting them. People started getting arrested out in the parking lot. Uh, day three and day four was a health department shutdown with no contact from the health department whatsoever. That led to our doors being locked. That led to us breaking back in, uh, which led to $15,000 a day fines, uh, which led to our doors coming off the hinges to impede them from locking our facility once again. That led to staying in the gym for 40 days and 40 nights uh, with um, the with, with facility open 24 hours a day. That led to our business license being revoked. That led to our bank accounts being seized to the tune of $173,000. Uh, that led to the piercing of our LLC that, um, that now leave Frank and I personally liable for a balance of about $2.3 million in fines. Um, that eventually also led to our arrest and our criminal prosecution for the heinous crime of taking the doors off of the hinges.
3: Good grief. Okay. Well, I mean, I hate to even bring this up, Ian, but can you give us an update? Uh, I don't assume you have 2.3 million in your back pocket. And are you going to prison? Because I hope not. I'd really rather you go to Congress. Yeah, (laughs) me too. Um, So there was four
4: courts that we were in at the time. Uh, We have municipal charges, which is sort of what started all of this. And that is the foundation on on which the state built its case against us and all action came from that. Um, So That was kicked down the the road over and over again with COVID as the excuse. We're finally in municipal court. We're we're setting up for a trial date. That is where the 80 or so municipal citations will be tried uh, in front of a municipal judge. We'll be able to bring all arguments forward, including all of the arguments that we've been trying to bring to the courts that haven't been listening about the unconstitutionality of this. Uh, The second court that we're in is against the township. They took our business license with zero due process. We put in a motion to get it back. The judge denied it. We are currently in the appeals process for that. Um, that was expected. You know, the judge isn't going to rule against the town that she's sort of um, representing. So, you know, it's, it's about taking our losses until we get to the right courts. The third one is Superior Court of New Jersey Appellate Division. Uh, that was the court that we got all of the fines in. That was based on a court order written by Judge Robert Lugi. And um, we're in the appeals division for that, too. So we'll uh, we'll keep taking our, um, you know, taking our losses and, and get in front of a judge who actually af- actually respects the Constitution. And we'll hear those arguments. Most of the judges have uh, not allowed us to bring constitutional arguments forth, uh, citing legal jargon along the way. And then the last was criminal court. We were just found guilty of contempt of court of the fourth degree. And Frank and I received one year of probation for that.
3: All right. Well, good. Don't go to prison. Why are you running for Congress? Shoot, I'd I'd, I'd rather be in prison. (laughs) Um, You know, the idea here is that we have a major cultural
4: issue uh, with politics, and that cultural issue is the rise of the career politician. Uh, We are going to keep getting the same results if we keep electing the same type of people who are interested in lifelong careers and lucrative careers in, uh, in politics that only serve their own interests and the interests of the, the special money uh, and the political favors that keep getting them reelected. We need to start uh, uplifting and promoting and electing uh, ordinary citizens who wanna bring back the idea that holding public office uh, is a service to the community. And it's not meant to be this long lasting career. It's not meant to, uh, to help you with your insider trading. It's just meant to be a service to the community, where you do your best to represent the interests of your constituents, uh, and then when you're done, you leave the door open for the next man or woman who wants to step up and do the same. And um, I think I'm in an unusual position here as an ordinary citizen and as a gym owner, who um, who has a little bit of a platform and and has shown that they're not afraid to do the hard work and they're not afraid uh, of of working uphill against the the system. And um, we want to change that that cultural problem so that so that we have people. In politics and not politicians.
3: Ian, if people want to support you and they should, where do they go?
4: Uh, IanSmithForCongress.com. Uh, there's just a landing page right there with an email list. The site will be rolled out later this week with the entire platform that we'll be running on. Uh, that is an America First uh, platform. So anything that, uh, as far as political issues, are always going to be framed through that America First policy, looking at how uh, our legislation and, and what we're doing affects the American citizen first. Um, And you can always follow me on social media. That's Ian Smith Fitness on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.
3: Appreciate you, brother. Come back soon. Thank you very much. That's guts right there. That's guts. That's patriotism. Good for him. All right. We still have uh, one more heavy subject. I swear this is the last one. Uh, Maybe. Still one more heavy subject. The system is making you the enemy. We'll talk about that in a second. Let's talk about something good. Eden Pure Eden Pure Thunderstorm you know why they call it the Thunderstorm because you take it out and you think you're going to get one of these air purifiers like the big towers I've had in my whole life big loud ones they sit in the corner take up a bunch of space, do that kind of thing you pull out the Eden Pure and it's just this little black box and you think thunderstorm? Thunderstorm looks like a paperweight it cleans your air the way nature does after a Thunderstorm plug it in come back in the room in an hour You'll be able to smell how clean the air is. It doesn't cover up odors. It takes them out of the air. The thing's amazing. I have three of them. And they have a deal for my listeners. For my viewers right now, go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE. And they have a three-pack available for under 200 bucks. EdenPureDeals.com. Code is JESSE. That's $200 in savings. All right.
0: We'll be back.
2: What have I been telling you is
3: the most dangerous thing happening in America today? Now, I know we talk a lot about various problems, this issue, that issue, COVID, all these things. But what have I been saying to you consistently is the most dangerous thing happening in America today? The federal law enforcement arms deciding you are the enemy. Remember something before I get into what Homeland Security just did. Remember, all these historical atrocities you can name. This genocide, that genocide, this mass execution, all all these historical atrocities, they're horrible, right? Well, it was almost always the state police pulling the trigger when these things happen, or swinging the axes. It just always was. If there is a federal law enforcement arm... You need to be highly suspicious of it at all times, in good times. If that federal law enforcement arm is now packed full of communists who believe that you and your values are somehow terrorism, well, now we're in quite a pickle, aren't we? I don't know if you saw the Department of Homeland Security. They put out a terrorism bulletin about the heightened threat due to, and I quote, an online environment filled with false or misleading narratives and conspiracy theories. You ready for this? Buckle up, because here we go. These threat actors seek to exacerbate societal friction to sow discord and undermine public trust in government institutions to encourage unrest, which could potentially inspire acts of violence. I love that could potentially inspire acts of violence it's not even that they have it's well i mean they might i love that anyway moving on mass casualty attacks and other acts of targeted violence conducted by lone offenders and small groups acting acting in furtherance of ideological beliefs and or personal grievances pose an ongoing threat to the nation oh wait you thought that was bad it gets so much worse the key factors portion of the bulletin you know what the number one key factor is the proliferation of false or misleading narratives which sow discord or undermine public trust in U.S. government institutions. For example, there was a widespread online proliferation of false or misleading narratives regarding unsubstantiated widespread election fraud and COVID-19. Grievances associated with these themes inspired violent extremist attacks during 2021. I want you to do me a favor. Not that I want you to take your eyes off the screen, but I just want you to do something for me real quick. I want you to look at your text messages. I want you to look at maybe your emails too. Maybe if you don't want to look, that's fine. Just think about them. You have anything on there you think the current government would think are conspiracy theories about the election or COVID-19? Of course you do. Congratulations, you're officially on the list for the Department of Homeland Security as being a potential domestic terrorist. When I tell you this is the most dangerous thing happening in the country, I mean nothing else even comes close. Remember this, FBI, DHS, all these federal law enforcement arms, they do have the power to completely destroy your life. Don't think for one second you have to be guilty of a crime for these groups to destroy your life. That's what they do. If they're now all aimed at you, we've got a very, very serious situation going on in this country. And you notice, you're a terrorist. Not a single word about Black Lives Matter, Antifa, Not a single word about the violent, vile black nationalist named Daryl Brooks who, after days of media stoking the flames about the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict somehow being white supremacy, gets in an SUV and goes and mows down about 70 white people in a Christmas parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin. This is a man who had Black Lives Matter, anti-white stuff all over his social media. And don't think this is some kind of isolated incident. We've had hate crime after hate crime after hate crime committed against white people for the last two years. And yet the Department of Homeland Security, they're very, very, very worried about you. And why are you questioning COVID lockdowns, you terrorist? If you don't think this is a big deal, you've got another thing coming. There was never any massive terrorist threat assigned to the guy who went down and shot up a GOP baseball game because Democrats inspired him to do so. Remember, we had his fake Facebook posts. He was there for political reasons. He was a Bernie Sanders supporter. He went down there to kill Republicans. What kind of response do we get from our side? Are they taking this very, very seriously? Are they getting ready to dig in and attack the administrative state to save you and save this country from what's coming? Well, here's the next Senate majority leader.
6: Well, let me give you my view of what happened January the 6th. And we're all, we're here, we're here. We we saw what happened. It was a violent insurrection for the purpose of trying to prevent the peaceful transfer of power after a legitimately certified election from one administration to the next. That's what it was. With regard to the suggestion that the RNC should be in the business of picking and choosing Republicans who ought to be supported, uh, traditionally the view of the national party committees is that we support all members of our party, regardless of their positions on some issues the the issue is whether or not the rnc should be sort of singling out members of our party who may have different views from the majority
3: that sound like he's getting ready to dig in that sound like he's on your side remember we had donald trump jr on for the special he lit into him for that he's not good at anything other than maintaining his own power
4: the reason he carries clout in the senate isn't because He's really good at any of those things. I wish Mitch was like 10% as tough on the looting,
2: rioting, arson, murder that took place for 18 months all across America under the BLM riots as he was on your grandmother who may
4: have taken a selfie somewhere within a thousand miles of Washington, D.C. Maybe then
2: uh, I'd be impressed. But otherwise, uh, it's just a it's a pathetic display. And now, you know, you're obviously torn. Uh, As a conservative, I still want to, you know, control the Senate. I just want to control the Senate without a clown like that in charge because with leaders like that, like you said, you might as well have Democrats.
3: Put it pretty well. If you want to watch that special, by the way, you got to become a First TV supporter. Go to thefirsttv.com slash support. It was a good one. Old Don was fired up. (laughs) Remember, there's nothing more dangerous going on in this country. All right? All right. Let's talk about something good. Health insurance that doesn't suck. I I don't know about you, I've had a lot of different health insurances in my life. I've had a bunch of different careers, bounced around a bit. You know that. I finally found one that I actually don't feel bad sending money to. One Share Health. It's a faith-based group. It's not only a faith-based group, 5% of your monthly goes to veterans with PTSD. These are good people. Oh, and it's not like you have bad coverage. Their coverage is incredible. Their prices are awesome. 24 7, telehealth, vision, dental, you name it, whatever you want. You can have it at One Share Health, whether it's just you, family, no matter what. Go to slash Kelly. Promo code is Jesse Kelly. Check it out, okay? We'll be back.
5: world's greatest athletic showcase. But just outside the show, rape, genocide, slave labor. American companies are drunk on Chinese dollars, entangled with communist dictators committing atrocities and propping up these genocide games staged by the Chinese Communist Party. And what can we do?
3: Stand for freedom, defend the dictators. When you see made in China, put it down. Servant Leadership Fund is responsible for the content of this advertising. That's awesome. Did you enjoy enjoy watching that ad while you watched the Olympics? Oh, no, NBC chose not to air that ad. We're not allowed to call out Communist China anymore. Joining me now is Congressman Michael Waltz, Florida, also the first Green Beret in Congress. Congressman, NBC wouldn't air an ad? We're not allowed to call out China anymore? What exactly has happened to my country?
5: Well, you know, uh, the major institutions of this country, including... Uh, NBC and, and most of our major corporations are all on the take. Uh, they, they've all been corrupted. Uh, and that's what we wanted to call out. Uh, the, the fact that we are supporting these genocide games in the wake of COVID, the cover-up of COVID, uh, the atrocities that are going on in Hong Kong, Tibet, uh, and, and with the Uyghurs, the massive military buildup, the threatening of Taiwan. I mean, the list goes on and on. But yet we have uh, these companies like Airbnb and Visa, and Nike, uh, and Coca-Cola that want to preach social justice uh, and their their good governance here at home, but then turn a blind eye uh, and support a dictatorship abroad and give them this massive propaganda platform that is the Olympics uh, is disgusting. Uh, And Inez Cantor Freedom, the NBA uh, player that's been so great on this, and I, uh, decided to call it out. But NBC comes back and says, well, we'll run the ad uh, as long as you take all of those corporate logos down and materially change it. Huh. So we said, yeah, yeah, get lost.
3: Congressman, I know this is probably a cheesy question, I, I, but I love this country. I obviously know you love this country. I just always assumed that was at least some kind of a strain that runs through, obviously not every American, but most of them And I feel like most of the leadership doesn't feel that at all. I don't feel like there's any love there at all. When did that happen?
5: Yeah, look, I I want to be clear. I'm a proud capitalist. Uh, You know, I built a business. I want these companies to make money. Uh, But to a point, uh, not when it comes to using modern-day slavery. Coca-Cola gets its sugar from Western China. Nike gets its cotton literally from cotton fields. Uh, with people picking it at the end of a barrel of a gun, uh, and not when you have the chairman of China, Chairman Z, talking about replacing the American dream with the China dream as they dominate uh, the global economy and eventually try to dominate us militarily. So, you know, at the at the end of the day, where's the corporate patriotism? Uh, where did that go? And so, our ad is designed to take our ad is designed to take the message to the American people, and they get it. They understand what's going on. That's why NBC's ratings for the Olympics are in the tank. All of these, uh, all of these uh, uh, companies are losing money left and right, uh, and and America needs a wake-up call.
3: Breitbart did an interview with one of the survivors of the Uyghur camps in China, and wow,
6: Chinese government is committing a genocide and crimes against uh, crimes against humanity, and broadcasting these Olympics is. Supporting
1: Chinese government, broadcasting this Olympic is supporting that genocide, being
6: complicit in that uh, genocide.
3: Congressman, I realize it's something that you talk about, and there are some who talk about it, but there are actual concentration camps with organ harvesting. From what I understand, horrifically, the mass rape of women—that there is—it's happening right now, and we gave them the Olympic games.
5: Yeah, that's right. These people, I mean, their images have been leaked out of them with shaved heads, blindfolded on, lined up and being loaded into rail cars. They're shipped off to concentration camps. The men are sent out to labor camps, uh, which then are producing the very goods that Procter & Gamble and Nike and and, uh, Coca-Cola are selling. The women, if they are pregnant, have forced abortions and if they're not, forced sterilization. Uh, So they're literally wiping out an entire... Race of people. They've been doing it to to Tibet for the years. We've seen what they're doing to Hong Kong. Uh, All of these companies know it, and they've actually lobbied against legislation uh, for us to try to stop it. Uh, That's how sick and corrupt these corporate boards are. And again, that's why we're taking the message to the American people. They're getting the message. I just had someone in my district uh, call me and say, you know, they're in a diner in North Florida, and somebody asked for the Olympics to be turned on, and the waitress said, We don't support genocide here uh, in in this establishment. So uh, people are getting the message, but it's not just a human rights issue. Our future soldiers and sailors, airmen and Marines are gonna be facing a Chinese buildup. And the thing that has me so upset is it'll have been funded with our money, whether it's pension funds like BlackRock and JP Morgan, or whether it's corporations that are making things over there when they need to be made here. So Made in America, uh, is a national security issue again
3: as much as it is a jobs issue. Amen. All right. On to something potentially even worse. I can't believe I'm saying that. This whole Russia-Ukraine thing, Joe Biden was asked about it and he brought up Nord Stream? If Germany, if, uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or
6: troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine again. Then... Uh,
3: Congressman, I thought that was a very good question. I can't believe I'm saying that about a reporter. What, uh, are we going to invade Germany again? Yeah, right.
5: Or, 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 or bomb the pipeline. I don't know, because <laughs> that press conference was also done with the German chancellor and both at that conference and in follow-on interviews, he refused to say that. Uh, and keep in mind, the Trump administration had sanctions on it. We're doing everything we could to stop it. Uh, and just after... Biden shut down the Keystone pipeline. He greenlit the Nord Stream Two pipeline, which basically gives Germany a checkmate on NATO because, or gives, excuse me, uh, Russia a checkmate on NATO because it, it uh, Germany will be completely dependent on Russian gas. The other problem with what Putin, I mean, excuse me, with what Biden just said uh, was that an invasion means Russian tanks rolling across. That's when he'll take tough action. Uh, but what about if he, if, if Putin? launches a massive cyber attack, turns off Ukraine's gas, starves them, uh, you know, basically in the middle of winter, I guess Biden, you know, it, it will define that as a minor incursion. I, I, I don't know, but at the end of the day, uh, the American people, I think, need to understand that this is in our interest in the sense that Putin is trying to recreate the old Soviet Union, and he's standing side by side with Chairman Z of China as he does it, that there's new sheriffs in town. It's not the United States. Uh, And Putin won't stop with the Ukraine. Now, do I think there should be American boots on the ground in Ukraine? No. But Biden should be doing a lot more in terms of sanctions now and lethal aid now to help the Ukrainians fight for themselves.
3: Well, not that Russia would ever starve Ukraine. Congressman, thank you so much. I appreciate you, sir.
5: All right. Thank you.
3: All right. That was a lot of show. It was a lot of heavy stuff. So we got light in the mood. It'll put a smile on your face. Next. Good news has been a little tough to come by the past couple of years, has it not? And uh, look, I, I realize life is what you make of it. That's why we tr- always try to laugh on this show. This show, my radio show, we always try to mix in some laughter. What are we going to do? Go through our life with our, with our navel-gazing the whole way? got to put a smile on your face. So whenever we see things that make us feel good, we like to do a light in the mood segment on this show. Sometimes it's people hurting themselves, and that makes me laugh because I lack maturity. Sometimes it's animal things. And sometimes it's just people standing up for freedom. There is a protest going on, as you know, in Canada. And they were told by the powers that be, the authorities, stop bringing fuel to these truckers. They're trying to starve the truckers of fuel. It's freezing there. It's Canada. They'll have to leave. You can't sit there and freeze to death in your truck. And they told the citizens, don't you dare bring any fuel down here. And this was the response. (laughs) run too. we're going to run too. That's awesome. Let us do likewise. All right. I see you tomorrow.
2: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris that you won't want to miss.